spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. It's been another fun week of celebrating uh, the franchise. I find this month, more so than usual, I'm noticing people celebrating all the anniversaries that come around in May. Because all of the movies were released in May, except for the newer ones, except for Solo. But I even saw some love for Solo this past week. They want the sequel. Who wants the sequel? That, that's the demand. That's the hashtag demand. And uh, um, lots of love for it. Ian yeah, yeah. was talking about this on Facebook. And people, yeah, are finally, I don't know where these people were when the movie yeah. came out. Come on. <laughs> you, you and I have been in on the it's a good movie for a long we, We've always said we think only the first, the beginning of the movie is a little sluggish. Yeah. But once it gets going, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, ch- of chancy things in there that pay off. That scene, again, that scene where they're getting out of that, uh, they're doing the Kessel Run, and they're like, oh. kind of outrunning that monster that's in that vortex. Or it's so amazing. It's just a, it's a really good movie. But um, the shower, the shower scene, <laughs> which Pablo told me was almost not in the film. Oh, really? Yeah, he said they came right down to the wire on that one. That <laughs> there, and I said it's my favorite part because it's so funny because it is so ridiculous that <laughs> why do we have to be in the shower together? And and I love Han Solo trying to speak Wookie. That is solid gold, and the uh, the sound of the hubcap when the Millennium Falcon crash lands. The that's that's so good. It's a, yeah, it's a shame that it was troubled by as much uh, production issues as it had. Uh, but that being said, I, I think, and I, I even saw a comment underneath Ian's post saying, "I really wanted to see the Lord and Miller version." I'm like, "Well, they were, we're never going to see that." So you know, it's not like it's not like the you know. People are talking about the Snyder cut of Justice League coming yeah. out. Uh, whenever that's happening, yeah, I don't think that's going to make that movie any better, <laughs> personally. Um, but uh, and, and I don't think we're going to see the similar thing for Solo. The Lord and Miller cut will never because they didn't shoot most of it. They shot a little bit. Yeah, we saw that part that they shot. And we didn't like it. <laughs> that's the worst part of the film. Exactly. But every, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to see the movie they can't see. Right. Jim, I want the six-hour version of uh, blah blah blah, and you're like, no, no, you probably don't want that. And hey, hey, there's one actually from my era, which was everybody wanted to see the Richard Donner cut of Superman Two, ah, because some of his footage is in Superman Two. Well, he he did direct a lot of that. Yeah. Because they shot it at the same time as Superman 1, right? Right, but then they right. changed the story, had a fight with the producers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so it was sort of like this holy grail. Then they released the DVD with the Richard Donner cut. And it's good, but Superman 2 is a good movie anyway. Yeah. So I watched it, and some of the scenes that they had to insert, they would only they only had either a rough version or even a rehearsal version of the scene and so it sort of t- it takes you out of the movie a little bit but there was no like when that came out on dvd i was like finally and i bought it and it was like it was like the voice of one going finally so it's like one of those things i think the longer you wait the less people care about it actually coming yeah. out like i don't really i always as a kid i always wanted to see the parts of star wars that got cut out yeah, and we did. I mean, yeah. actually, we did see some of those scenes. You know, the scenes with Luke when they're wearing a hat. Biggs. Uh, Tatooine is a bit with Biggs and his other friends as he hangs out. And they're not that exciting. They're, no. They're, we're not missing. They were cut for a reason, right? Yeah. At the time when these things are cut, there's a reason behind it. Now, in the case of 
uh, Superman or even Justice League where the director had to leave. <clears throat> Sorry, the director didn't leave on Superman. He, they hired a different director. Um, Zack Snyder, something happened. He had a family tragedy uh, that made him leave Justice League. But again, I was never a fan of the Justice League or any of those Zack Snyder movies to begin with. So I don't think that that's going to improve it necessarily. But people are excited about it. Uh, some people are anyway. Um, See, so yeah, I love for Solo. Do you think they're going to make a second movie now because of this outpouring of support? Oh, it sure seems like it's a, D- a Disney Plus must to do. I think I think Disney Plus has to do that. <laughs> has oh, yeah. to. I do. Series or just a made for Disney Plus movie, like a Netflix movie, right? That one, one, yeah, one or the other. I mean, it could be a series. It could even be a one, a standalone one, kind of one episode kind of That's thing and i've never considered up to this point is that disney might release they've made series just for disney plus yeah but would they make a movie just for disney plus and it seems like they would actually maybe they have maybe they have hold on let me check have they made just a movie just a movie for i'm sure they have but the thing is with disney a lot of those things are like you know uh the lion king the lion king and a half or whatever the hell that was sequel yeah was weird like that kind of stuff those directive they had a ton of direct video um, direct-to-video kind of sequels. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of series. I don't see anything. Diary of a Future President. Uh, it looks like it's all series right now. Oh, no, there's a few movies. Okay, it's all um, lots of... <laughs> lots of uh, National Geographic, of course, in Disney nature. There's one called Timmy Failure. Mistakes were made. It's got Mistakes were made. The Dick Cheney movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, the work by award-winning filmmaker Tom McCarthy. Uh, it's based on the book. And yeah, this is a direct-to-Disney direct Plus. So they have made some direct-to-Disney Plus movies. So they could do that with Solo, you know, conceivably. If they didn't want to put as much money behind it as they would. Although they put a ton of money into The Mandalorian, let's be honest. They're not really skipping on the budget on these things. So you know that it's going to be good special effects and, and that kind of stuff if they make it did you well did you see the the tech episode of the mandalorian documentary i'm not no i just have to catch okay up with you watch that episode and you're like you could make anything using the state-of-the-art system the, like in yeah. a lot of those other episodes i saw the scene that, like that kind of they had that cockpit set with the yeah. backdrop and it looks amazing it looks amazing it looks so cool like, yeah it just looks like he's in space right so that, they obviously use that for a lot of the space um shots but yeah like i think that i mean i would love to see a solo movie there was another one that said uh so that taiko itt should direct the solo movie that's you want to bring some humor to it they could use him for that because he is slated to direct star wars i thought the first one had a lot of humor in it that that is undervalued star wars humor there's no doubt yeah it's worth revisiting star solo if you have you've only seen solo the one time in the theater i've seen it a couple times since um and it is i enjoy it i really do enjoy that film um, and it, it opens at least a lot of stuff open that that's interesting to explore. The whole Darth Maul thing would have been really interesting to take a look at. Um, maybe some of those other adventures. Uh, maybe we finally get to see the uh, bounty hunter and Ord Mandel. I'm just joking. <laughs> I know you don't want to see that. <laughs> Everything he ever said in the original trilogy must. We must see every last thing. Well, kids, you look strong enough to pull the ears off a of Gundark. Hey, let's make that. Let's turn that into a movie. Let's let's, find out, let's have him come into a Gundar and pull the ears off a of Gundar. Um, so anyway, that's but that's it's. I thought it was interesting that that people are really supporting that. I have oh. also heard a lot of people saying that they think Rogue One is the best movie of the oh. modern era. No, it's not. People are saying that. People are really liking Rogue One. 
Yeah, they are. <laughs> but it's not. You can't. Here's the problem. I, I, well, actually, let me say something else before just before we leave that topic behind, which is if you're going to make an Ahsoka TV show on Disney Plus, which the rumor is that's what they're going to do. Certainly all line seems to be leading in that direction. She'll make an appearance on The Mandalorian, it'll blow people's minds, and then she'll have her own show. That show takes place, that's a post um, Return of the Jedi show. So you can start, you can sort of look at that and go, all right, if you made an Ahsoka movie from around another time, there's no, like, it doesn't mean that's when that Ahsoka show has to take place, right? Hers could take part, could take place earlier and also overlap because we know she was around. Right. And also overlap with the solo Darth Maul story. Her story is already part of Darth Maul's story. Right. So there's certainly been around. She's basically been around since Revenge of the Sith. Like since before Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Right. So that's a good 20, 30 years later is kind of Return of the Jedi-ish. Maybe not. 25 years. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They could do that for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think, um, uh, sorry, what were we talking about after that? There was another thing I had said. You want to say about Ahsoka? I don't remember. How old is Rosario Dawson? I don't know. She must be... 40s? 40s, 50s at this point, maybe? Yeah. I think... Uh, I don't know that they would go back to tell a story in the past. It seems to be more likely they would keep it current. There's more to explore in that time period. I'd rather see a story set after Return of the Jedi. That's why I like The Mandalorian so much, is because it's set after... Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Um, all we know is that you know there's going to be some hint at the uh, the um, the first order forming at some point. There's the empire. the The remains of the empire are out there. At some you know somewhere as well, and um, and that's all we really have. And then there's of course you know somewhere off in the other part of the galaxy is Luke, Leia, and Han trying to rebuild the uh, Republic, and we're not going to see them. I think it's pretty safe to say we're not going to see any cameos from Mark Hamill or. I guess Harrison Ford, of course not Harrison Ford, but you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're just not going to do that. You couldn't have done this maybe, like, one at a time? So I did go on my trip to Walmart, and the oh, post that I tagged you in. Yeah. Uh, and I was very surprised. I'm, like, I'm just taking a swing by, you know, at Walmart. It's actually, it's a bit of a break. When you go to a Walmart, the uh, stressful area is the grocery area, which is where all the arrows and everything are. Other parts of the store are not as monitored or not as closely regulated because uh, there's not as many people in those parts of the store. It's mostly groceries people are there for right now. So I'm walking around in the toy area. I didn't think I was going to see anything. And lo and behold, they actually had some 40th anniversary figures for Empire Strikes Back, which I was really interested in seeing. Um, they've got the retro packaging. So it looks like a Kenner package from back in the day although these are large figures these are six inch figures just like the black series i don't know are these technically black series figures or are they not oh i believe they i believe they are okay i think that's what they're i think i uh someone's gonna correct me here but i think any of the six inch figures are part of that series i don't know if that brand the branding is as meaningful as it once was the, but, the Black Series brand? Yeah. Kenner, Kenner, I feel interesting that they continue to put the Kenner yeah. logo on there. 
Um, it's fun. That's the nostalgic part of me for a lot mm-hmm. of people because that was the company that made them back in the day. But it doesn't feel like a Kenner toy because it is a six-inch figure and they never made that size. They made the three-and-a-half-inch. Uh, but I thought another interesting aspect of it was that they uh, there was only five. And I looked in the back of the package to make sure. They had all five there. I only took a photo of four of them because I didn't see the fifth one until after. But they had, uh, of course, they had Luke, um, I believe, dressed in his uh, Cloud City outfit where he when he leaves Dagobah to go to Cloud City. They had Han in um, and also in Cloud City gear. Uh, Leia in her Hoth outfit. Yoda in his Dagobah outfit, of course. <laughs> he doesn't have, they, yeah. does not have another costume. No. <laughs> no costume change for Yoda. And then the fifth the fifth is, you know, they have to include some sort of bad guy, some sort of Empire character. And the one they included was the At-At driver, which is yeah. kind of lame. I mean, who wants the yeah. At-At driver? That's just a stupid character to pick. Like, give us Darth Vader or something. But maybe they feel because there were already so many Darth Vader figures out there, they didn't want to repeat that. I don't know. What do you think? Where's Lobot? <laughs> where's Lobot? <laughs> well, where's Lando? You know, there's so many more characters. Yeah. And maybe this is... Hognaught. They'll come in different waves. Maybe they'll they'll release more. But I would really, really, I would have rather seen. I mean, the big villain in Empire Strikes Back is Boba Fett, so Boba Fett would have been nice. Um, Who else is in there? That oh, even one of the even the bounty hunters, any of those bounty hunters that uh, they had there. But again, I'm sure those have been released in that format before. So maybe they're trying to release ones they haven't released before. Maybe the Anad Driver is missing from people's collections. Right. Uh, I I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I have an AT-AT driver okay. in the Star Wars Black series. I I need to go back. Uh, hey, I dust my shelves once a year, Dan, and and that day that that'll probably be this week. Okay. So I'm gonna go. I'll, I well, I I, I uh, my my uh, figures are used to be in numerical order from the first Star Wars Black, series, and then somewhere along the line it all got mixed up. Okay. So, so I'm gonna have to go back and look and see like what's what there. But uh, I'm pretty sure I have one. I think it's been released already, but uh, but then again, there's also things like pilots. <laughs> drivers pilots like it gets there's a real blur well i didn't i was i was, gonna write, I was writing it out on my instagram when i was tight when i was posting that and i had to double check to see is it an ad a pilot or a driver and i had to check and it said driver um but I, it was like when i and then i was watching um empire strikes back i didn't watch it all i watched started watching on the day that it was the anniversary i didn't get a chance to finish it but i started watching it after i went to walmart and i was looking for the ad driver and i'm like okay you, you barely see him sitting there in the corner of the screen when what's-his-face is attacking uh, Hoth. You don't really see a lot of the ad driver in this movie, so... Yeah, and then the commander in that scene is the guy from... Um, the thir- Yeah, the, the, yeah I, I love that. And, the- and Game of Thrones. He was in a lot. Uh, yeah. Dian, uh, shoot, I'm blanking on his last name now. But yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Like, yeah. he, was, he was the bad guy in Indiana Jones. He was the... And the Last Crusade. That's yeah, it. That's yes. It. He was the guy who drank it and became old and yes. died. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny he was in that. There's lots of good, lots of good British actors in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. He shot all those things in England, so there's a lot of good actors there. Um, I was yeah, so I was watching rewatching Empire Strikes Back, and a couple of things occurred to me. Um, so I thought about this as we're watching the scene when uh, Yoda is trying to get Luke to pull the Tie Fighter, I was sorry, the X-wing out of the swamp. Right, the X-wing, the ship is sunk. He's like, we'll never get it out now. And uh, so Yoda says you can do it, and he tries to get him to do it, and he doesn't. And then Yoda pulls it out. I think Yoda's being a little too hard on Luke, and I think he's deliberately pushing him 
to try and see if he can do it. Because I don't think there's any way anybody in Luke's situation could do that at the level he was at at the time. I think he was encouraging him to shoot high. Right, because he's the yeah. chosen one, or he's the one that was supposed to have all this promise and da da da. Yeah. But, but I don't think it was realistic to expect it. I think that he he made and he made him feel bad afterwards. Like that is why you fail. Like come on, that was good. <laughs> I think that's great. But here's the thing, Yoda's species. If the Mandalorian is an indication, Yoda's species is particularly adept at using the Force. Baby Yoda uses it to lift up that monster, mm-hmm. and of course, it takes a lot out of him. But he's a baby. And yet Yoda is 900 years old. He can certainly lift an X-Wing, which is probably close to the same weight as that big freaking horn beast or whatever it is. Um, so this is no problem for Yoda to do it. Uh, but for Luke to do it, I don't know. I think he's being a little unreasonable there. No, I think he's just – It's. I, I actually saw somebody post a thread. And this, it, it was big for about a week. And I don't remember the woman's name. But she posted a thread saying why she hates the scene in the rise of skywalker when luke levitates the x-wing she's oh, like she ghost. hates it yeah she hates it she's like this is the biggest piece of crap in ever to ever appear in star wars and it's like the classic 400 tweet thread but the main gist of it was in that movie there is no reason for it's just like look at me showing off <laughs> as opposed to that is why you fail, which is a re- which is a reason, which has uh, emotional stakes, and also establishes that Luke isn't ready to face Vader. You're not ready. I I I know tricks that you don't know. With just to, hey, I'm gonna I'm just gonna show you here how not ready you are. So, so I, I didn't even think of that when he did it in Return in Rise of Skywalker. Um, but was it not just to take it out so Ray could use it? There, but the music swells and the, and the sunset and the and everything else, and, and you kind of go, well, what point did he just make? There is no point. The, the only point is now you can drive it. You can. <laughs> <laughs> like she hasn't. She isn't. Like there's no lesson in it. How maybe? He, oh yeah, I guess she's a gifted pilot. She can do it herself, eh? Man, it would have been so much better if she was like, oh, just for a minute. I don't want to get down that road. No, I know, I know. It would have been better if she was like related to Anakin somehow. She seems so much like Anakin in the first movie. Well, she, in, well, you know, okay, all right. We're going to go down this path just a little. Because we've established that the Emperor can manipulate midi-chlorians to have any offspring he wants. Yeah, yeah. So why the hell do we need in-laws and... Uh, grandparents and all that crap he can just manipulate midi chlorians wherever he goes and have whatever offspring he wants yeah i assume so yeah there's no none of that makes any sense you don't just have power you have his power you're his granddaughter i also saw an article this week about the uh quote-unquote iconic scene I don't know why I just put quotes there, but that's what they said in the in the article about the scene in um in, in Empire Strikes Back where Han is getting frozen in carbonate. Yeah. Leia says I love you, and he says I know. And they kind of um, it was interesting. It was about um how they kind of promoted the idea that this was an improvised line on the spot, where it actually wasn't. Apparently, it was something that Harrison Ford had discussed with Irvin Kershner ahead of time. Um, and then they, they tried a bunch of different things. The, the original line was something really clunky. Oh, no, it was just, it was, I love you, I love you too. I think that was uh, it. There was, some, there was another line where there was like, I love you too and I'll be back or something like that. Or mm. I don't know, something along those lines. It, like, it was something that made 
more directly made the promise of his return in Return of the Jedi, which I think that Harrison, isn't you that said Harrison Ford wasn't even sure if he wanted to come back for the third movie at that time? Yeah. To leave it open. Yeah. Right? So Harrison Ford could have been a Hansicle uh, the entire uh, movie. Yeah. Or we never, we might not have ever seen him. Um, anyway, so so the idea was that he just improvised that I know. But no, in fact, they did work that out. And um, he did the reference to the book that you've read, I think, a couple times where they actually mic'd Urban Kirshner and got a lot of the actual dialogue yeah. that he was talking about, which is really cool. Uh, oh, those, did that. those transcripts are unreal. And there's even a part where uh, uh, Harrison Ford snaps at Carrie Fisher and she's upset. And uh, uh, Irvin, and you, you get to see the transcript of Irwin Kirshner um, talking her down. Just going, oh, you know how actors are. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, they're intense. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're intense. They're, oh, like there's a lot of that going on. Anyway, so it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun rewatching that, and it's still an excellent film. Still, like, it's so amazing how much those effects hold up. Uh, 40 oh. years ago, right? 40 years old, that movie, and the effects are still as good. The only thing that maybe takes you out of it is a little bit of the stop motion around the Tauntauns, but. It was at the time completely realistic and, and believable, and now it's like it's so what you know it's stop motion so what it's not a big deal. But even then, I think that it's almost it almost works on a meta level of this is like Clash of the Titans and yeah, yeah. like 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 it's the meta you're watching a piece of fantasy and this is what creatures look like. And as I always look, because, yeah, because there have been so many other movies like that. All those uh, movies I can't remember the name of the guy who did those. Uh, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, yeah, Harryhausen. So they all looked like that. Monsters in those films all looked like that, had that jerky kind of motion. So that, yeah, it was it was okay for him to have it too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I liked it. But I, I, I always like to remember that before Empire Strikes Back came out, um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Duh. I just had a, a brain block because we're doing the podcast. Uh, but the most famous newscaster in history, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> God. Oh. Peter, Peter How hard was that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anderson Cooper? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, anyway, Walter Cronkite did a making of Empire Strikes Back before the movie came out. It was like the classic one-hour special on CBS. And I still remember him visiting the animation studio. He'd seen the film and, and Cronkite visits the animation studio and he sees the Tauntaun, the stop motion Tauntaun. And he goes, I thought those were real. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the fans have a more critical eye than like the Walter Cronkites of the world well, who just accepted like it. Said, at the time it was very convincing. Oh Yeah. You don't even notice that stuff. I remember even, uh, just to reference another film, another George Lucas film, uh, Willow. Um, in that film, at the end of the movie, they kind of come across this two-headed dragon thing. Remember that? Yeah. That? And at the time, I saw that in the theater, and I remember going, oh, my God, that's incredible. And then re-watching it, it, do it does not hold up. That one does not look very good. Um, they did not put as much money into that one as they did into the Star Wars. And that was like seven years later. Um but yeah, that, that's another one where at the time you just they're completely believing it's it's real. So very cool stuff. But even the space slug that looks like a hand puppet, I think it is a hand is puppet. A yeah, puppet. That's right. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that looks that's fantastic. It's funny. It's a funny scene. Uh, it still holds up where they get that little pause on the asteroid field. That's yeah. great. That was a very clever way to once again the plot. 
So the way the plot moves is very clever in Empire Strikes Back and and A New Hope, I would say. And then Return of the Jedi kind of like, uh, at that point, we know the formula. But, but leading into that, it's all kind of new and novel. And every single time, something starts to, you know, okay, we've seen enough of this. You cut to the other action. So having like the, the classic George Lucas four things happening at once scenario. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Great stuff. Absolutely. Uh, what else do you have for us for Star Wars news? Well, I, I buried the lead last week because uh, there is a Pablo's book, P- Pablo's book on uh, the rise of Skywalker uh, came out. It must have been a month ago already, maybe more. And uh, who know who can who can t- keep track of time in this pandemic? <laughs> it's like, what is it a day? Is it a week? Is it a year? I know. Am I have I retired? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sometimes I think I have. But uh, 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 so Pablo's book came out. And one of the things in the book that made some headlines a couple of weeks ago ties into what you and I have talked about for a long time. We have a running joke that if we ever direct a Star Wars movie, it'll be how Denger got his groove back. Oh, yeah. All right, that joke goes way back. <laughs> okay. So uh, unbeknownst to us, Lucasfilm probably was listening. They were listening. Because see, we do have a, an unusually high listener count in the San Francisco area. So <laughs> they know. They know. Yeah. Lucasfilm was listening. And apparently, and in Pablo's book, this plays itself out, Dengar is in, is hidden somewhere in the rise of Skywalker. Did you know that? Oh, uh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Yes. I that. Yeah. I didn't see him, but next time I'm going to look for him when I watch it. Well, I've got, uh, tomorrow I'll post it on Instagram. I'll do a side by side because it's funny. So apparently, Dengar, he's got the head bandages on right. and Empire. And that's apparently, uh, his. he's trying to keep himself young and vital and by the time of the rise of skywalker rolls around he's still alive but he's had extensive plastic surgery and uh, and and body parts are gone and now they're robots oh my god and he's gone from the name dengar to rathgar den i believe his name is let me just check that rothgar sorry rothgar den okay. and uh and he looks absolutely horrific uh, his skin is pale, and he look—he actually looks like Darth Vader with the mask off, is what his skin looks like. <laughs> um, and uh, and so were, were it not for Pablo's book, I don't think anybody would have drawn the line and said that's the same character. Now, wasn't there another story about Simon Pegg wanting to play him in a in a movie, or who is it? The Simon Pegg? was it? Oh, I forgot. I I saw I saw that he wanted to play a character, but it was that the character he wanted to play. I think it was. It was one of those bounty hunters. Oh. Hold on, I'll look it up. I was so sick of him saying he wants to be in Star Wars every, every time every movie comes out. I didn't read the articles. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You criticized everything and then you were in it. What else What else do you want? Yeah, hold on a second. Let's see what he says here. Um, Who else could it be? Bosk? Yeah, well, do all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So, okay. Um... He did play Dengar in uh, Clone Wars. Um, was Dengar in the in the Clone Wars series? Oh, series? like I can remember. Well, he's still, <laughs> he did he did the voice. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so this is uh, as per Cinema Blend. Peg would love to reprise his role as Dengar in the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian. So he's talking about going into the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Um, he has yeah he did play him in. Um, I guess, yeah, the Clone Wars series. I don't remember that episode. But, uh, yeah, well. 
Well, tomorrow on Instagram, uh, I'll post uh, the comparison between uh, old Dengar and new Dengar. And I think we should lobby Pablo to uh, shoot the film how, how Dengar got his groove back. And it'll be Dengar goes to, goes to Jamaica with his friends, <laughs> spends time on the beach, and rediscovers, gets, gets his groove back. And falls in love with a young, a young <laughs> local. Yes. Right? Is that what happened? That's right. <laughs> and then finds out that, in fact, his best days are, in fact, ahead of him. Right. Not behind him, like he thought before he went on the vacation. And while on vacation, gets some plastic surgery, takes care of the groove in his head. <laughs> so, like, like, like all the best Star Wars movies, it exists on two levels. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Literal groove. Literal and fig he gets his literal and figurative groove back. Right. That's funny. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie he has a bandage over his eye and he lifts it and winks. Bounty hunters. We don't need that scum. Yes, sir. Those rebels won't escape us. I'm also reading here about a new Star Wars game that could be revealed next week. Have you heard anything about this? Video game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, called Maverick. Sounds like a top gun game. Well, the, that's the, uh, the developers. Is, it's being developed in um, in um, Montreal, EA Studios in Montreal, and they're they're dropping all these hints. Uh, a gif of Tom Cruise from Top Gun. Uh, a, someone, one of them, tweeted out the poster from Maverick, the movie starring uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly, that's the name of the game. But what is it about? I don't know. Huh. I have been I've been on vacation in Montreal and walked past EA games and I probably could have walked in the door and gone like, hey, what's this Maverick <laughs> game? Yeah, <they're, laughs> do you think that might suggest that Maverick is a it might be a reference to Top Gun, that might be a it might be a starfighting game, like a X Wing type game? It might be a ruse to lead us off the scent of what the game really is. That's probably the the, the best bet. I know this. I do know that uh, EA Games in Montreal is a couple blocks away from the Bay, the Hudson Bay Company. Oh. So if a if if anybody's working in Montreal and just just go hang out at the Bay and, and eavesdrop on conversations, and you might hear you might hear a couple EA employees talking about what they're working yeah. on. I don't know if they go shopping there. I don't think the Bay's doing very well these days. What <laughs> what business is? That's true. Yeah. No, but it's it's good to hear they're they're working on different stuff. They are working on a sequel to Fallen Order, which I mean I think I guess it will be fine. But I would I want them to kind of explore other other options in that universe. And and I think we're done with the Battlefront games. I don't think we need to see any more Battlefront. Oh. We can continue releasing DLC for this one if you want to. Yeah. We don't need to have any more of those just bad like online battle games. I think we're we're bored of those. Um, yeah. To be fair, I'm I'm kind of bored of Fallen Order. Like once you're finished it, it's fine. The story is good. But I had no desire to go back and finish all those extra things. Well, there what there wasn't that much. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that great. And I, you know, I have the same issue with, um, and I like I actually like Fallen Order. I like um, I have I've been replaying uh, the Mad Max game on oh, Xbox yeah. just because it's so like driving that car around the dunes and it's summertime and you're kind of like ah, you know, it's kind of it's it's kind of fun and and you're vacationing in the world of Mad Max. Yes. And I will go. I will go on the record as saying that game has the best sunsets in video game history. I just love looking at the sunset in that Mad Max game. But the and I was actually thinking it's got the same problem as as Fallen Order does, which is why do you want to earn abilities that would only have helped you earlier in the game? 
Right. So, yay, I earned an ability. Like, But you can't play the game again. You can only go back and whatever. And there's like some, you know, some of those creatures hanging around. <laughs> you can try it out. But it doesn't actually help you at that point in your game progress. Yeah, it's not it's not right timed out very well in no. order. Like, you get it and it's too late. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just want to see, like, I don't know. I, I mean, talk about, like, the past Star Wars games. I think we even talked about our favorite ones in the past. Um, and what we liked, and I, I just, I really want to see them do something different. Um, I don't mind them getting away from the main characters a bit. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. We were used to that, right? We were, for years and years, they weren't allowed to put any of the main characters in the video game. So it's okay that they're not doing it now. But um, I just want to see something a little bit different. I do want to see, um, I like the idea of an open world Star Wars game. Like, we talked about this in the past, the idea of a Grand Theft Auto set in the Star Wars universe. They were working on something like that, apparently. But, it, you know, got quashed. That kind of thing would be very cool. Just to explore the world of yeah. Star Wars, to go and do what you want to do, that would be a lot of fun. Just hang out. I mean, you can yeah. do a little bit in, in, in um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. There's a little bit of that, but it's not, you know, there's some issues with that game. Yeah, that would be, remember the Spider-Man, everyone's favorite Spider-Man game yes. on Xbox? Yes. Where yes. even, that was early in, in the in the world, like compared to where we're at now. But swinging around the city was just the fun of the whole thing. And there's little yeah. challenges and stuff, but it didn't even matter. You could do them if you wanted or not do them. But having a Star Wars game like that on Coruscant, for instance, where you've got the big buildings, you got you could have spaceships that you could fly around in. But uh, and, and great Star Wars open world game is so passionate do are we forgetting about one i'm trying to remember if there's well, the other one I, I, i'll tell you this i've been playing i bit the bullet and got myself a nintendo switch uh Ooh. weeks ago and so i've been playing uh, breath of the wild the legend of zelda game oh it's an incredible game it's an incredible open world hmm. game like there's just so much you can do in that and it in unlike uh fallen order and the mad max game it gives you abilities just in time for you to use them so you get these abilities and then you can go ahead and use them to solve puzzles and do other things in the game but there's just so much to that you can do almost anything you want yeah it's really really incredible so that's a, that's a really good one yeah, cool. Like I, I, I'm looking. I hope that the announcement is an exciting one, uh, and I don't see why it wouldn't be. I think we're we're past due for kind of like, although Fallen Order is a good game, it's got some uh, some big flaws. But I think we're past due uh, in terms of getting you know a great Star Wars game. Yeah, you know, it's been a while. It has. Um, what else in the world of Star Wars? Some new black figures announced. Yeah, a lot. Uh, Rebels, they're revealing, um, who is there, Zeb, Chopper. Yeah, there's the Mandalorian in his armor, finally, in his, in his upgraded armor. Nice, nice armor, yeah. Yeah. After... yeah, that's a cool one. So Zeb was one that wasn't out yet. Uh, that's the new one. This whole article is just about Zeb. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many i started losing track of, uh, of how okay. like in the last day in the last 24 hours there's been like i don't know how many figures they've talked they've announced luke skywalker in his snow speeder outfit yeah darth vader from the empire strikes back what is the difference between darth vader in any of the movies it's subtle is it really oh yeah they're, yeah there he's it's sort of like c-3po like hey there are those who would tell you that if you have one you have figure you have them all and then there's those who would tell you that once in a while he has a red arm. Once in a while he has a different colored leg. You know, it's all of that stuff. It's like it's it's the collectors and fans only. 
Admiral Akbar. Is that something you've yeah. been out already? Uh, that, uh, I think he has been. That's another one file under. I think he's been. Uh, I think I might have that one already, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, Tebow, the Ewok from Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Once again, there there are those who would say if you have one Ewok, <laughs> oh well. Um, and then, uh, as you said, the Mandalorian in his full best. Yeah, character. I like that one the most. Yeah, uh, Imperial Stormtrooper from the Mandalorian and a Camino Clone Trooper from Clone Wars. Yeah, and there's a new style of packaging that each one has like a color to each movie and show, so you can kind of organize it by color code if you want. So the Empire Strikes Back is blue, Rebels is purple, and uh, I don't know what the Mandalorian one is. Um, but this doesn't match with anything else they've released so far. Yeah, it's a new design. So they just want to keep, they're just trying to keep people buying. Well, you know, what always surprises me is, I tend to think of Star Wars figures as always having the same design on the packaging. But if you go, like this week, I posted a picture of one of my favorite Star Wars figures of all time, which is the charred Anakin on the operating table. <laughs> and you're like, who's buying this horrible picture that the other day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's charred, and you're like, yeah, I wanted to reenact the scene where he goes, no. But but I look at the packet, and I, to me, that's like Revenge of the Sith. That doesn't seem like it was that, I guess it was 18 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but when you look at the packaging, you're like, oh boy, that looks a little dated, like the, the little bubbly text on the box and some of that stuff. It's definitely dated. <laughs> so they got to update it. They got to give it, give it a refresh. Right. I, I would suggest that the Winnipeg Jets logo is in need of refreshing. That's not a Star Wars nerds topic, but I just say it's been a while since that you got to refresh the logo every time yeah, and again. New logo yeah. Again? Yeah. Well, it hasn't even been 10 years yet. Long enough. It's long enough. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, they've had the alternates as well. Yeah. They have the alternate jets, and they have the uh, retro jets, and that kind of stuff. We don't serve their kind here. What? Your droids. They'll have to wait outside. We don't want them here. That's way up by the speed, we don't want any trouble. I heartily agree with you, sir. Another story here I'm just seeing here. Um, the pink-shorted boom operator, who uh, was famously... <laughs> captured his name is ken nightingall um it was a boom operator in the original star wars film he passed away recently at age 92 yeah uh and he was yeah he became kind of famous for being one guy holding a boom mic in this photo from behind the scenes of uh of, 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 of sorry of the new hope he's always wearing his pink shorts <laughs> yeah i mean it's in in uh, in tunisia so it's super hot Right. Yeah, it's just kind of a funny, uh, it's a funny uh, image. There. He's the picture of being laid back, but I think one of the reasons it caught on is because, and I, th I think this might be lost on a younger generation, which is in 1977, that's what men's shorts look like. Oh yeah, <laughs> they look like that. And the thing is, I I had a pair of shorts like like by today's standards with the man's knee length kind of shorts, kind of standard bathing suits and shorts or whatever. Yeah. Back then, oh no, back then it was like high up on the leg. Yeah, yeah lots of legs. Yeah, yeah. Up, lots of legs. And women women had the velour panty shorts, and the less said about that, the better. But 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 uh, I think I, I actually think um, what why people love that guy in those shorts, uh, it's especially, I think, funny to a younger generation uh, who didn't ever see every man walking around in those shorts. 
he was on, he was once asked about um the uh, shorts why he yeah. the shorts, and uh, he told ABC it was very very hot. No, no shit. <laughs> That's hey, why were you wearing a snowsuit on Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> Follow up question. <laughs> are, are those tauntauns real? <laughs> I thought they were real. I, Walter Cronkite, the reporter and arbiter of news, thinks tauntauns are real. That was the beginning of fake news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. Well, anything else that we should talk about this uh this week with Star Wars? Well, that's pretty good, but uh, I have yet to make my visit to uh, to uh, Star Wars toy department, but I'm going to have to do that. Maybe I'll do it this week. Well, I mean, like I said, the, the, they had all the stuff there at uh, in Walmart. Um, I mean, they only had like maybe two or three of each figure, so yeah. I don't know that they're going to sell out or anything, but it's, I don't think there's a ton of people um, looking for this stuff right now. Like, I just think it's just happened to kind of stay there. Well, it's, I would I would yeah. have bought them, but I'm like, ah, it's such a slippery slope for me. They're thirty yeah. bucks a piece, so they're the same price as the normal black figures. And once I start, I, I'm worried that once I start collecting oh. those things, I won't be able to stop. They're yeah, you're right because you want because I fall into this trap all the time where it's like I want the entire Empire series, yeah. and how many are there? And then it comes down to the one that's hard to find, and that one you have to order online. And pay fifty dollars for like that's what always happens. So I'm trying to be more efficient with ordering if I do order. I, it's been a long time since I ordered something online, but the temptation's always there, and it's never been a more brutal time than to go shopping. <laughs> it's just awful. It's yeah, just no fun. Had some interesting uh, Empire Strikes Back T-shirts as well. 40th anniversary T-shirts. Oh. Um, that's nice yeah they've got so it's not like they're not aware of it they are putting out merchandise to kind of celebrate the anniversary yeah it's not as big as it normally would be obviously there would be like a screening or something and more kind of a public event but they can't do that kind of stuff right now so they just have to do it do it quietly unfortunately yeah it's and it really is too bad and it is i noticed actually though love for a lot of star wars movies that in the past didn't get a lot of love including attack of the clones i noticed people saying no it's better than you think like there's a lot of it there's a lot of it's better than you think it's not well i actually think phantom i I, my personal least favorite is phantom menace all pound for pound i just i can't there's so much in there that i just can't i i can't defend you know the the in my mind the lightsaber battle redeems it whereas the lightsaber yeah. battle in in attack of the clones is awful it's horrible i love that clone i love the clone stuff and i love the Django uh, stuff I love the droid and, factory scene no i don't love that and i don't love uh let me think what else i don't love in it oh how was it hey how's in tribute when they're like up against the monsters in that in that stadium that was a kind of a tribute to harry house i love that I, that's one of my. Well, although, as I always say, the thing that takes me out of it is seeing clearly some Jedi Knights who have like a little paunch in their stomach, right. and you're like, "That's a programmer. They just got a bunch of programmers out there to run around with lightsabers for a little for a day." But uh, but there's a lot, and I love the 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 sandy the point of view camera on the on the clones around the end. Like I oh, yeah. love that stuff, and and Mace Windu. You know, like let's go, like running into the battle, and you're yeah, just that, like, that oh, cool. Or serious, so that, yeah. That stuff kind of shares that same imagery and and feel, which is fine. But there's a lot of stuff leading up to that that is not great. Sand. 
I hate sand. That's true. There's a lot of sand in that movie, including a speech about sand. And, and romp to the meadow, <laughs> as they call it. There's a romp. And and the other thing that's in there that that I cannot at all defend at all. There is no defense for the character named Elan Sleesbagano or whatever. It's Sleesbagano. I whatever his name is. It, it's it's an it's offensive <laughs> on every level. Is that the guy who likes death sticks? Yes. Oh, I like that scene. I didn't know that oh, was the name. Yeah, well, it's the word. It's the most literal on the nose name for any Star Wars character. It's you don't want to sell me death sticks. I want to. What does he say? You want to go home and rethink your life. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that, I agree. I agree. I don't mind the scene, but why does that character have? Why is his last name Sleazebag? And it, they don't say it in the movie. They never say it in the. No, but it's on the figure, and just knowing it is enough when you watch the film. But it's like Sleazebagano. It's like let's make him Italian. <laughs> There's that too. There's just everything about him, about that character, is no good. I didn't know that guy got his own figure. Oh, that guy got a figure. Like everybody did though. Like in the prequels. I don't think there is there is no character in the prequels that didn't get a didn't get a figure. I, I'm trying to think of one that didn't. Well, oh, I think there was a Bail Organa. I was just trying to think who didn't, who might not have gone. They had to made Jimmy Smith's character, no? They made Smiths. Yeah, they made him. I think they did. Bail Organa. Yeah, yeah, I think they made him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, oh. who, who would they not have made? But even those boring guys in Phantom Menace who just sit around 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 the table talking about trade federation wars or whatever, even their figures. <laughs> <laughs> so you can reenact, you can reenact the long yeah. discussion about the trade dispute. That's right. Yeah. When the I was in the racist yeah. accents. When I was a kid. The 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 why that everybody kind of agreed that the most boring part of A New Hope, then just called Star Wars, was the boardroom table discussions. On the uh, like, that's where the kids just checked out. They just didn't care. Where it's like Darth Vader starts yeah. choking a guy. That that brings you back real quick. You mean power will fall to the Senate? Like all of that stuff, and like kids, kids are just like, I don't know what this is. Then you go to Phantom Menace, and you're like, Oh, I long for the days of the. Of that other boardroom conversation, yeah. because these ones just go on and on and on, and delivered in the worst and some and some green screen backgrounds and monotone delivery. That's where actors sort of weren't used to the green screen. Yes, you know, very true. So to me, Phantom Menace is the hardest to defend just for that, just for the trade dispute. And as interesting as that, as interesting as that might be, it's it's definitely not. In terms of plot, it is not the the exposition. It's not seamless. Let's just say. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, we're gonna end it there. That's gonna do it for this episode of Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Badabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. I'm taking an awful risk, man. This had better work. Where did you dig up that old fossil? That's no more. No, I.